Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Joining me today is my a good friend of mine, DK. You know, we've known each other for about a year now, and uh, I thought I'd have him on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You know, it's a pleasure to uh, to finally get to you know partake and uh, talk about some uh, not so bad Bachelor Pad topics. Today we are talking about attraction. I know it's a, brit- a pretty broad topic, but uh, we're going to try to make it more specific. We're talking about what attracts us to each other. How do you keep attraction alive in a relationship and fetishes? Like, how does that play into attraction? All right. Um, first off, I'm just going to start with typing. You know, everybody has a type, whether that's tall people, short people, men, women, you know, there's just something about a certain body that piques everybody's eye. And for me, I'm really into abs. Like, a nice set of abs <laughs> will do it for me. Like, oh, four-pack, six-pack, 12-pack. Heck, even give me a keg. If the core is right, I'm in. <laughs> uh, how about you? Uh, do you have a certain type? Do you have a certain thing you look for when dating? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it's always been just a pretty face um that's always been the initial spark in attraction um you know as far as body I, i'm not like the the pickiest man in the world but as long as you have like a pretty face um that usually usually draws me in initially all right i mean that's so true uh that kind of reminds me of i tell this to my friends all the time I call that the rollover effect. It's like every morning you want to roll over and just see the face of your partner and be like, I'm like the luckiest dude in the world. I get right, to wake up right, to this right. man, this woman, whatever you're into, you know, and you're just, you're happy about that. And sometimes I feel like, um, you know, behind the story of, a, usually when you look at someone's face and look into their eyes, um, there's a story behind it. And, right. and that's that's always been what's, you know, attracted me to a, to a female initially, just that story behind their face, their eyes. And you can usually either sense some purity, some seduction, or whoever they are, you can usually see a little bit through their face and their eyes. So true. Um, that talks a little bit about, like, intrinsic qualities, which is also massive for me. Like, I'm starting to get to the age where I love my single bachelor life, don't get me wrong. I mean, <laughs> look at where we're at the bachelor pad right now. Um, but I do kind of want to start thinking about finding somebody, maybe settling down yeah. in a couple more years, maybe even kids, you know? Yeah, so yeah. for me, besides having a, like a nice body, I really need personality. Like, personality is such a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. That's I'd have to say that's, like, the number two attractive uh, quality in a person for me. Um mm-hmm. It's just personality. Like, if I, mm-hmm. if we can't just sit and be bored together or just stay in each other for two hours, mm-hmm. I was like, how are we ever going to make it a month, right. two months, two years, years, a decade, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people end up um, in situations where they just accept their, their counterpart's personality, you know? Um, and, uh... No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You, personality is huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, at least for me, when I talk about personality, it's one of, within that little subsection, I'd say, is banter. You know, how well do we play off each other? Mm-hmm. That's uh, 
that's crucial. Like, a, like somebody can keep up with my wit or could <laughs> haze me. Uh, I love it. Because, you know, I was like, I joke around a lot and I give a lot of shit. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you can't cuss on the show. It's okay. Uh, we're all adults we, here. We could, we could let that one out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you know, that's that's good because I, that's, I feel like that's something that'll never die. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say looks fade. Like, we won't look the same in five or ten years. Right. But hopefully we can keep that same witty energy about each other. Right, right. Man, um, as far as personality, I really don't... I'm not, I'm not the pickiest man in the world. Uh, the, the key thing for me is just... I just want someone to win with me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just someone that... Because I... <laughs> we talked about this outside of the podcast, but... Um, winning in life is important to me. So, like... If, if I'm trying to create something to help our lives and be something that will allow us to, you know, have financial freedom or uh, just be able to be free and, like, kick it and, and vacation as much as we want, travel, experience new things, um, if she's on that same page with me, that's very important. So you like a good adventurous woman, you know, somebody who, like you said, just will go on a journey with you. Yeah, for sure. Like, a journey... But also realizing that, like, in order to get to that journey, we got to put in some work together and uh, honestly get to this bag. (laughs) I mean, 100% that speaks to a lot of different topics right there. Like, number one being communication. Mm. Communication is also a really attractive quality for me. Um, Mm. If we can't talk to each other, that can lead to so many issues. Like, one of my, I forget who said it. Uh, We talked about this not too long ago. We were like, I love arguing with my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't know how to argue together, like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to last. Like, if you just think every argument should end in you breaking up or screaming, throwing stuff, like, Mm -hmm. that's not the case. Like, (laughs) or if that's what you're into, like, if you guys like that argumentation and that's, like, your foreplay and it leads to some really good, like, makeup rekindling, like, (laughs) I'm like, hey, I'm all for it, but just make sure you're on the same page with that or, or at least for me, um never touch my face when you're trying to silence me like that's huge like i had i dated a girl who who did that like she'd always just put her finger on my face and be like shh like close my lips and that drove me crazy yeah i like finally after a while i'd say enough was enough like i'm sorry like just don't like don't do that like it Mm -hmm. it upsets me Yeah. yeah yeah um another thing is as far as attraction sometimes it's hard for me to to notice the difference between whether I'm attracted to the person or if this is like a lust driven thought. Well, we kind of talked about this the other day, um, the whole lust first love and this intangible thing that just looking back on it, I think it's sensuality, you know, uh, sensuality in the sense like sexiness is like, yeah, like this person is physically attractive. Mm-hmm. But sensual is something deeper than that. It's who you are. It's how you move. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody could have the best body ever, uh-huh. and they make you turn your head. Yeah, that person is sexy. Uh-huh. But somebody who's sensual, it's the way they look at you. They look at you, you kind of get that little tingle, you know, right. at least for me, it's right on my nip. You know, that little <laughs> nip tingle. Um, or the way they walk, you know, they kind of have that switch, that sway, you know. Uh-huh. It's not may not be a fast walk, but it's kind of slow, intense, full of purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that to me, I was like, sensuality, that's a that's a little hidden trigger, you know. Um, I was like, we, I, I definitely know a lot of people who are like that, who like may not be the most attractive, but mm-hmm. they just have this energy about them and the way they carry themselves that kind of puts them over the top. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's that unex- the X factor. Oh. Um, and, you know, we, we, we can never explain it, like what the X factor is. It's just some people have it and some people don't. It's <laughs> true. Simple as that. I mean, when you're not quote unquote attractive, sometimes you just have to find other ways to compensate. Like, mm-hmm. I can admit this. Like, I have a dad bod. I'm definitely <laughs> not the, the most attractive person in the yard, but I have a killer personality. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of funny, mm-hmm. and I'm I have substance to me. Yeah. Like for for that, sometimes that puts me over the top with somebody. You know. And females. In today's society, I feel like females need to start looking for that when they're out of their their attraction for men. Um, Just um, a killer mindset, you know, someone they can vibe with and genuinely uh, uh, connect with. It's far too long the attraction for, and I can't speak for females. I'm not a female myself, (laughs) but I do feel like, um, you know, men with money is uh always been a or has been an increasing factor in what attracts a lot of women to men i mean that's true surface level attractions or yeah a lot of people look for a partner who they feel comfortable with or who they feel like can keep them safe and provide for them yeah and i was like financial you know stability is a a huge thing I can't mm-hmm. be upset about that mm-hmm. I openly tell people my dream job is to be a trophy husband yeah like, what so do you mean not, by trophy husband I like I can I can be a kept man I will cook I will clean hey, okay I was like I have the kids <laughs> doing homework by the time you get home you know ladies if, if you're be. listening to this you know that's right we, we got a prime candidate for gotta you gotta get a doctor a lawyer <laughs> you know whatever as long as you can take care of me it's fine <laughs> no um no I was like I've I was like I love the quote-unquote a, I don't believe in gender roles. So, like, the quote-unquote stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. I have no problem with that being flipped to having a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Like, I enjoy cooking. I've been cooking for years. I mm-hmm. went to culinary school for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cooking is something I would definitely do in a relationship. I do it all, I do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Baking, you know, same thing. I don't mind cleaning, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I love kids. Like, I worked in childcare for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and education. So, like, if the kids were homeschooled for a bit, I would actually love that, you know, to teach my kids some things of value or substance that like, I didn't learn until later on in my career. Oh. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of a tangent, but I used to be a camp counselor and I would teach my kids. I had kindergarten and first graders. Mm-hmm. I was teaching them Shakespeare, algebra, and Spanish. Mm. You're like, kids can't understand that. And I was like, if you treat a kid like a kid, he's going to act like one. So I was like, yeah, they may not understand everything, but giving them strong building blocks yeah will only help them later on in life yeah yeah Yeah. definitely but getting back into that i was like yeah i was like i'll do the cooking and cleaning you know all i ask is you we take two vacations a year (laughs) you know minimum that's four about four days that's all i need give me eight days of vacation in a year yeah and uh i'm a happy man yeah yeah Yeah. i feel that but um another thing that uh I want to get into with dealing with attraction is fetish fetishization. Um, a lot of people 
find certain things attractive a for the challenge or the thrill of it all mm-hmm. um and sometimes that's like a really like niche group of things like i have a friend who is gorgeous um she's a nice young lady mm-hmm. but on top of that people like they're like ooh, i've never been with a black woman and they're like that's why some of them hit them like oh i've never they're like oh or because she also likes women uh so she's like they're like well i can make you like men again you know <laughs> they just had this idea that like they could provide for her give her something that she's not already experiencing i was like she is happy living her happy ass life right right i was like i was like sir she is not interested in you but i was like you know what sometimes you can turn the tables on that like i was like go ahead like you want to flirt me up chat me up buy me a drink go ahead buy me a drink you also got to buy me my boys the girls you buy us drinks okay? <laughs> that's deep. if you're gonna show off like show off yeah yeah that's pretty deep you know um or like this is a big thing for people like sugar daddies or sugar mamas um mm. financial domination is a real thing out there in the world what do you um, mean by financial domination so when some people they get off on the fact that they can like quote unquote elevate somebody's night life mm-hmm. financially mm-hmm. like oh i can pay your bills i can get you a car mm-hmm. don't worry i got a place for you to stay mm. like i mean Yikes. that's not my cup of tea like i don't need to buy affection that's not how i what makes me happy but mm-hmm. if that's you like that's okay too right right you know you just got to be aware of those things that is this person interested in me and wants to help me out because they know i'm struggling or is this person just using me to get their kind of kicks by buying me all these things that's something you got to mm-hmm. look at you know what i've never experienced anything close to that i've never even seen anything close to that with my own two eyes um but in my past, when I was a little bit younger, if I had a sugar mama, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been half bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be honest, it's a it's a good gig. Like, and Ma- people always think 30, that thirty eight years old max. <laughs> people think uh, that that's always like a sexual type relationship, which is not the case. Right. Sometimes it's just companionship. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you. I would say you have to be willing and open to the, any experience that you're in. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you're shut off or you just go in there thinking it's only going to be one thing, you're only going to get one thing. Yeah. Or you're going to get nothing because it's not going to work out. Because yeah. you're not fulfilling their needs. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of paying for a product in a sense. Yeah, you know? almost. <laughs> so it was, like, it was like, if I'm paying for something and, and I'm not getting the results I want, like, I'm going to stop paying for stop it. Stop paying for yeah. it. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, can you think of any other groups that like people like fetishize or why fetishes are a thing? You know what? You know, I don't know about groups, uh, but you know, everybody has why fetishes are a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has preferences, um, you know, and uh, I think <laughs> hell, there, there's 340 million people in America. You know, I don't know the percentages of male and female, but it's enough. It's enough people out here for you to get whatever you want. You know what I mean? And, and this is true. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, the world is more unique. Um, it's as unique as it's ever been in terms of people expressing their sexuality, uh, people expressing what they want. You know, I say go for it. Go for it. Like whatever it is you want in this world. Like, in terms of your relationship, go for it. It's definitely possible. 
and I'm 100% sure there's at least one other person out there that's similar to uh, what you what you kind of what you want out of a relationship. Now, I'm not gonna. I am gonna say there's a slight difference between fetishes and kinks, you know, to an extent. Um, a, I think intention is massive. If it's like a genuine mutual thing, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. I think there can be a dark side to a fetish, so to speak. Like, or it can, you know, fetishes know. can become problematic in life. Like, if you are in the feet, but every time you walk into a room, that's like the first thing you like go to is like somebody's feet. Like, you can't see the person attached to the feet. Like, mm-hmm. that's problematic. Like, if you, <laughs> like I said, if you try to thrust your entrance or your interest or ideology on somebody who's not uh, interested in the same things you are. Like mm-hmm. like I said, like going to somebody who's interested in same-sex relationships, like, mm-hmm. but you keep forcing your masculinity on them or mm-hmm. that could be problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same with like ageism. Like if you're into younger people, like you could come off as that creepy old dude who <laughs> is still going to college bars in your like 50s and 60s. I, I see in this the population factor like if you're if someone's not giving you what you want or you feel any resistance to what you want you got to keep it moving because there's there's a better way to flow that's that's coming from a reasonable person you know (laughs) we can all say this not everybody thinks soundly yes yeah yeah that's true or people always this always baffles me people always think they're the exception they think like oh like it's weird when other people do this or like other people do this and it doesn't work but when i do it like i do it in such a way that it's okay yeah yeah and i was like no that's never the case like the minute you have to try to justify it to yourself uh-huh you probably shouldn't be doing it it's, you know it's hard or it sometimes, might be a problem sometimes it's hard for people to especially when it comes to to to, to romance in any way shape or form mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard for people to self-reflect or be able to look in a mirror realistically um and realize what they're doing is either you know, have they been taking it too far or they're, they're, they're not thinking realistically. Like love, love is, love is the, is an X factor that will push you to do certain things or what they perceive as love can, um, push you to do certain things that push you out of your comfort zone. They always say all's fair in love and war, but, uh, that's not the case. (laughs) There are definitely some things that, uh, are not fair or acceptable you know <laughs> just like in war there are there are love crimes that i call them you know um one of the love crimes cheating no never a reason for it unforgivable in a sense because it's like if you're at that point where you're not attracted to your partner or you're starting to experience new attractions have that conversation with your partner and be like oh, but- can we be open or maybe it's time to call it quits so in in different in different countries, um, obviously everyone knows this, but just the the fact that male, men can have multiple wives, um, how do you feel about that? Because what is cheating? Like, I mean, I'm all about equality. Like, they have sister wives. Why not have brother husbands? <laughs> I've been trying to get that to catch on for a couple of years now. You I was like, that- love should be an open thing. Like, I don't believe love should be constricted. And in most ancient civilizations, it wasn't. Mm. It only became, monogamy only really came about 
for like the need of land and knowing who who should be passed on to. Yeah. Like if it was a money driven incentive that kind of monopolized love. All all of all of I guess the point that I'm getting at is all of society's everything that we view as our own point of view has been bred into us from society at one point in time. So like society said um it's not okay to be married and to have relationships relationships or relations with another individual. I'm not saying I'm not sitting here condoning like go <laughs> go cheat on your 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 husband or your wife. I'm not saying anything like that for anybody out there listening. What I am saying is that sometimes it's okay to question if 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 you feel like you need to yeah, 100%. Self, self-reflection you know, is massive. Like you were saying, not everybody can do it, but well, it is important to do it. If you feel like you need to experience new things or you, you're feeling the urge to experience new things, but you don't want to cheat um, or you don't want to hurt your significant other, I think it's okay to go ahead and experience things um, in, with, the pers- you know, with the perception of I don't want to hurt someone. But I still want to make sure that I experience it. You, you and, understand what I'm saying. And that's when we go back to like one of the first points we made. Communication is key. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with having these thoughts or feelings. Mm-hmm. Just sit your partner down. Like if you don't want to hurt them, talk to them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that's a foreign concept, guys. <laughs> Talking, like actually having a conversation with somebody, not right. in a text, like in person and being open with your feelings. <gasps> emotions they're not that scary i promise they won't hurt i mean they'll hurt a little bit but in a good way sometimes Mm -hmm. i'm just have that conversation like i've definitely addressed that before um or i mean we do it all the time like we want certain things in sex or we want our partner to do certain things we tell them hey do this or i want to try this Mm -hmm. or when you want to go to a new restaurant Mm -hmm. you're like hey i want to try this or i'm ordering this you know you communicate all the time so it should be no different when it comes to your love yeah Yeah, in your love life that's a great point you know, and it, it, I don't, at least to me, it's strange why people don't always understand that. But that's how I've had healthy relationships, not just romantically, but just in general. I'm always open with everybody, like friends, coworkers, people I'm dating. I'm open and I let them know my expectations or how I'm feeling because it's not fair to both parties in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't tell you what I'm expecting or need from you, I can't be upset with you for not fulfilling those needs because you didn't know I had those needs. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And vice versa. Like, how can you expect something of me if you don't let me know? Okay. What if an individual loves, let's just say they love, let's say a, a female loves two, two guys. She just mm-hmm. loves them both. She can't choose between the two. Mm-hmm. Should she have to? Uh, no, they have a thing for that. Like I said, open relationships, polyamory, like, that's a thing. Like, just look it up. Go. Like I said, look things up, guys. Google is okay. I guess, I guess I'm saying from society's perspective, like... And, and that's... and that's But she, that would be the ultimate no-no, you know? Not really, because if you go back to say that society wants to put these values upon people, it's up to the modern society to say, hey, these things are okay... You're not alone. Other people are doing it as well. This is a new wave. I was like, if you're not communicating that, like I said, like there are a lot of couples in the world who are polyamorous and uh-huh. they have successful long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. 
does it get publicized like marriage does? No, but it should be talked about. So for everybody out there listening, um, follow your heart. That's so true. Follow your heart. <laughs> but on top of following your heart, communicate. Communicate. Communicate for sure. You know, don't be out here keeping a hundred secrets. Don't, don't be moving. Don't be murky out here, you know. <laughs> don't be trying to snake and slither and slide. Before, definitely follow your heart. You got one life living. All right. <laughs> and that kind of moves us into one of the last topics I want to talk about today. Um, when you're with the same person and you start to feel a plateau or a lull, like, how do you revitalize or keep that spark alive? Like, this is also crucial for me because I'll be open. I'll share with you guys. I've only ever dated two people in my longest relationship is 30 days. If that might be like 28, might have been one of those short months, like February or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was like, so I, I don't know about long term or longevity, but mm-hmm. maybe you can kind of speak on this. Like, have you ever experienced like kind of like that plateau in a relationship? Um. So the longest relationships I've been in have been four years, um, three years and four years. Um, and, you know, my first relationship, it never plateaued. It was actually like my high school sweetheart. Um, and we started dating like freshman year and up until junior year. Uh, and then at the end of junior year, she actually moved away. Her family moved away. They moved to North Carolina. Um, but the reason why we were, we never plateaued, we never peaked or anything like that. Um, first I think it was because it was my first love, like Mm -hmm. real talk. Um, and everybody has a special place in their heart for their first love. It's undying in a sense. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, you that's a, that's a person you never forget. Never forget. It's your first like true love. And like, um, we also just, you know, we just experienced life together. Like we were really that's the one person that's been in my entire throughout my entire life that's been the one person who was almost identical to me in the way she moved throughout her life so we both ran track um when I played football she she was a cheerleader um we had the same friend group so we were always experiencing new things we got along our families got along um we could talk about pretty much anything she was laid back enough to like, um, to to be, you know, non-judgmental, but also um, uppity enough to have like standards. Um, so right. it was just a great balance, man. Like she was just a great person, um, and I I'm still cool with her to this day. Um, you know, shout out, shout out to, shout out to to B to BM. I'll just leave it at that. Um, just. Shout out to the ones I've loved. Shout out you to know. the ones that I love. Yeah, for sure. Um, that kind of just reminds me of how impactful, like, attraction is. Because, like I said, it's not just a physical thing. There is a lot of intrinsics to that. And your first love is so crucial, not for the physical reasons, but for those interpersonal reasons, you know? Um, because it also base how we view relationships or what relationships we get into going forward for a while mm-hmm. or at least into our adult years or like whenever you find your first love you know I was like you could date you could have that puppy love as a kid but sometimes it's not till later on like I didn't have my first real like first love 
mm. until I got to college. Mm. Like it was a person I didn't expect it to be. What we we just hit it off, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, she was cute. That helped, mm. but uh, that's not what kept me there. That's not what made the impact. It's the mm. fact that we grew together, and she showed me parts of myself I didn't know were there. Like she. Things I learned that I liked that I didn't know I liked. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the, the small things that I'll never forget is a back scratch. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know I liked my back scratched until one day we were just sitting on the couch and she started scratching my back. And it, <laughs> A, like, yeah, it felt great because it was a back scratch. But B, I kind of had this warmth. Like, mm-hmm. it was just genuine connection. Yeah, genuine connection. And so, that I mean, to that day, that still carries with me yeah it also taught me i want somebody who's into music like mm-hmm. i'm super heavy into music mm-hmm. so i would kind of like somebody who could play an instrument or who could sing or go to a concert with me you know yeah and to piggyback on what i was just saying about you know my high school sweetheart i felt like what kind of just thinking about it more based off what you just said um i think we were like like i think i was her number one fan like mm-hmm. i was like and that's, that's I was her number one fan. And that's what a healthy relationship and is. She she was like my number one fan. Like we were so into each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like I was just a fan of who she was. Right. We and say she was a fan of who I was. Me and my friends so, we say go teammate. Like your yeah. partner is your teammate. Like that's who's supposed to have your back. So I'm like hey. Like, and trust. Yeah. I trusted her. Like she was like one of my best friends. I was gonna say that's crucial. They always say marry your best friend, and that's kind of what they mean. Like your first that, like that feeling that you had for her, that I had for my first love. Like. That's what you should always try to strive for in every relationship, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you're not friends on top of just being attracted to each other, in a sense, like, mm-hmm. can you have longevity? Right, right, like, right. Like, how long do you think you could just deal with a pretty face, so to speak? <laughs> I was like, I don't, because I don't, I don't think I could last forever with somebody who, right. I didn't feel that. Because, you know, once you get a little bit older, like, things start to shift. You want... A partner in crime like right. okay yes do you want someone who has all the intangibles of course but mm-hmm. like you know you just you need somebody who really is your number one fan right like at the end of the day this uh i know i said this is gonna be the last thing we talked about but i almost forgot something crucial that i kind of like use in my dating life right now so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna drop it on you and uh everybody else in the not so bad uh fam <laughs> Everybody says, like, ooh, look at that snack over there, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about uh, food and attraction. All right, that's a, it's kind of my thing. I, I made it up. I don't uh-huh. know if anybody else does it, but I do it. Uh-huh. Okay, so we, we, got, we got a little snack. Uh-huh. That's just that cutie pie over there, you know. She's cool. Yeah. But I was like, I'm looking for a feast. I'm looking for a full buffet right now <laughs> at this point in my life. Uh-huh. Somebody who is versatile, who, like mm-hmm. I said, who can fulfill all my needs. Mm-hmm. Where I can go back for seconds, thirds, fourths. Mm. But also, when I'm done, like, I'm full, I'm happy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, that's what I was like. And then you got uh, your breakfast. Uh-huh. You know, breakfast is the most important meal. Uh-huh. Uh, and it kind of tracks how you get your day started. So sometimes, you know, that's like your little uh, spring break flings. Okay. Those little short romances is breakfast, yeah. you know. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> It's important, but yeah, it's important, you know, and uh, and it it makes you feel good. Yeah, you yeah, know, it does. Puts a little a pep in your step. Does make you feel good. <laughs> but 
then we move on to lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to watch out for those lunches. Like, nobody really wants a lunch. <laughs> here's, here's why you don't want a lunch. While you're eating lunch, what are you thinking about? You're already thinking about dinner. You are thinking about dinner. You are, okay? <laughs> those, those are the ones that you're with who you're not really into, yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, lunch is cool. It does what it needs to do. <laughs> You know, some that could be like a nice little one night stand. You know, like that's lunch. You know, it's like, uh, wham, bam, thank you, Sam. Uh, this will hold me over till I get back to the person I'm really meant to be with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after lunch, we have what? Dinner. Yeah. You know, dinners. Dinners are nice. Dinners are the type of girl, boy, partner that you you take on a date. You go, you on a couple of good dates. Mm-hmm. You have a great time with this person. Um, they can be chill. Or adventurous, you know, depending on whatever you're into. Yeah. Um, and uh, they always have a happy ending, you know. And <laughs> you know, end of the night dinner. Yeah. Good nice time. Dinner. Yeah. But one of my favorites also is desserts. That's right. We got <laughs> we got the little desserts, the little the little snackies, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> even though dinners are great, uh-huh. you're always thinking, "Ooh, I want something sweet afterwards." Yeah, yeah. You know, we call those the sweet ones, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really cool. They are in the moment. They're sexy. They're seductive. <laughs> they're alluring. They yeah. hit that spot right in the back of your mouth. You know, yeah. it makes you kind of like. Lick, lick, lick your teeth, you know. <laughs> you get a little chocolate on your lip. You, yeah, yeah, you dust yeah. it off. Mm-hmm. Um, those are desserts. Mm-hmm. But then we move into end games. All right, mm. we're talking buffets. We're talking <laughs> pure feasts. Yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. I love the feast because you can have a breakfast feast, you can have a lunch like buffet, uh-huh. you can have a dinner buffet, uh-huh. and a dessert buffet. Yeah, yeah. Like Golden Corral, not the best food, but it works for this analogy. Uh huh. You can get all those other meals in one. That's true. <laughs> you were literally getting all types of your sexual and interpersonal fulfillment goals mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. If if you could find a person like that, I found I've only found two buffets in my life. Mm-hmm. I've dated one. The other one is my low key celebrity crush. <laughs> um, Shout out Jenny if you're listening. Uh, that's right. I'm talking Jenny from the block. Okay. That woman has it all. Yeah. You know, she can sing, she can dance, she can act. Mm-hmm. She has a smile that just makes me want to smile. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's maternal. Ugh, I want kids. I mean, she. I'll have her kids. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's possible, but I would try to have J Lo's kids if I could. Uh, <laughs> but you I know, she. Just, I mean, I feel like she would just make me happy. You know, I was like, also, who would ever, like, and that also keeps you from. Te- from cheating or stepping out yeah because like sure. i said if you're finding that full body fulfillment then you have nothing else to what, what what else do you need then you're just kind of doing it to do it and at that point you're trash fam yeah at that point just i don't know you don't deserve it yeah. <laughs> but i do want to say one thing on this topic you know what just for for all the ladies listening i feel like i'm a Reese cup you know Ooh, like okay. i'm a Reese cup that's a dessert snack. i'm i'm one Reese cup but you know Reese cups they come in twos all I'm looking for and all I feel like I'll need for the rest of my life is just another Reese's cup and we can just be in a package together and Even call it a day. that's a chocolatey <laughs> treat, that was a cheesy joke <laughs> and not always true. King size Reese's cups, they come alone. I'm talking about the normal size Reese's cup, you know. I just want my Reese's cup with me and we good. 
good. <laughs> he, he wants a regular Reese's to turn into a family-sized Reese's, okay? <laughs> the four-pack, you know. They multiply. They have little bebes. <laughs> Reese bebes. We call it the day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to say thanks, Dom. Thanks for coming out. Uh, yeah, I feel like that was a kind of nice place to end things. Yeah, on a for sure. Sweeter, lighter note, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And guys, we'll just see you around on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. This is Josh signing off.